Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Freshen Up Energy. Listen, y'all know I'm a busy guy, and sometimes I need a bit of a boost, which is why I turn to Freshen Up Energy. With 100 milligrams of caffeine derived from coffee beans, vitamins B, C, and D, and zero sugar, Freshen Up has become my new go-to for getting things done. But hey, if you're new and want to try it yourself before getting a 30-serving dub, get yourself the four-star tube set with flavors such as blue raspberry, cherry blossom, more cherry, and freedom berry to see which one you like the most. With 15 flavors now and more on the way, I'm sure you'll find the one you love soon. And don't forget to use promo code PLUMES10 at checkout to save 10% of your order. And hey, if we get enough out there, maybe we'll even see a Plumes-themed flavor in the near future. Thinking something like Over the Moon for the name. But that promo code again is PLUMES10, and thank you to Freshen Up Energy for helping me bring this show to you. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasmo Plumes, and coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Now, before I get started here today, first and foremost, you can probably tell that this is not a live podcast. No, I wanted to have a conversation with y'all, just because it's been a little bit since I've really hosted podcasts just on my own. Now, I can't fully say this won't be on my own. I have the lovely Fox wife in the office with me, as I, you know go about and do my recording, but I do just want to say, for everyone that comes out when we do live podcasts, thank you for being there. It is genuinely a lot of fun to be able to talk to you all in real time, and I do enjoy doing them. Um, I might just need to schedule them (laughs) a bit better, because I realize most of the time when I say, oh yeah, no, I usually do live podcasts on Thursdays if there's time, you know, sometimes there's just not time, and right now there's still not a really good way for me to let my podcast listeners know when that is going to happen, so I will probably, I'm saying I'm probably going to cut down on live podcasts, I'm not entirely sure, we will figure out how that goes, but this episode seemed better to kind of have on my own because this is kind of something that I think a lot of people go through and it's not one that comes easily. Yes, we are talking about those wonderful, awkward Thanksgiving conversations today. And you know, before I even get into it, I just want to preface all of this by saying, dude, I love November. It is easily my favorite month of the year. And I'm not saying that because, oh, your boy's birthday is coming up November 20th. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Uh, <laughs> my current wish list is this, that, and the other. <laughs> no, seriously, you don't You don't have to get me anything. Just If you see me out on the bout, if you see the, bo- the blooms out and about and you wish them a happy birthday, just know I'll be like, ah. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, think like November in general is just one of my favorite months of the year, if not my absolute favorite month, just because the colors are beautiful outside, the weather is not absolutely terrible quite yet, and most importantly of all, we have one of the most important holidays in my year, Thanksgiving. And you know, I know that sounds a little selfish in saying that, but genuinely speaking, as you know, I'm a pretty busy guy a lot of the time, so being able to have just a little bit of time where you can just stop and catch up with people, whether that be over my birthday or over Thanksgiving itself, it means the world to me, you know, it gives me that little bit of reprieve before doing something for like the actual Christmas holidays. Because a lot of those people that I get to hang out with around Thanksgiving and my birthday, I don't really get to see around Christmas and New Year's. So it's like, hey, this is our opportunity to hang out, catch out. You know, in fact, I'm probably going to be sending out a few invitations of sorts uh, to a couple of buddies to have like a little get together uh, the Sunday before my birthday. Because I'm pretty sure, pretty sure my birthday now falls on a Monday, which is great for the stream side of things. I can be like, yeah, it's Plumsy's birthday. Woo! <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> you know, it it kind of sucks from the uh, work side of things because it's just like, dude, usually I try and take my birthday off. I really do. In fact, my workplace gives you an extra personal day to take off for, you know, your birthday. You know, you don't have to use it for that. It's just, you know, they give you your time off and then they say, hey, on top of that, here is an extra bonus day that you can use for whatever. Okay. I still have that personal day. And if I wasn't in the middle of now three work projects, I would have absolutely been like, all right, I'm out. Peace. But, and that in itself has been a whole other cluster of things. But that kind of all brings me around to today's topic. And that's talking about, you know, getting together with friends and family and sometimes in getting together with that family side of things, you run into people that you don't usually talk to. You know, maybe it's that awkward side of the family that, you know, your sister married into. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> that, you know, tend to get very strangely political <laughs> very quickly and uh, are complete opposites of how you are. I'm not saying that's how my current experience is. I'm sorry, Hiss, if you ever hear this, but <laughs> there are definitely times where you get yourself involved in the conversations with people you don't usually talk about, and sometimes people are very, very aggressive about their beliefs. And you know, it often leads to awkward Thanksgivings, and really, just meeting up with people at all during the holidays, it feels kind of icky, you know, you don't want to go, makes you not want to go to see the rest of your family, because you have a creeping suspicion that person might be there, or that side of the family, or anything else, and really, I hope, you know, after listening to this episode of Plumescast, and, you know, kind of figuring out your own rhyme and reasons as to what you can say and do in these situations, you don't allow that to stop you from seeing the people that you don't usually get to see. You know, that, and again, that is a, one of the main reasons I love this time of year, because, you know, most workplaces are giving, you know, Thanksgiving off, Christmas off, other major holidays off, and that gives people a time to really reconnect before the end of the year. And as somebody, again, as busy as I, that doesn't really get to have that opportunity to hang out with a bunch of people to, you know, fully recharge my social battery, as it were, before the bullshit of the end of the year comes through. Dude, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. And I don't want anyone else to miss out on that. And, you know, it is definitely a weird year. It has definitely been a very weird year, considering everything that's been going on in the world. Obviously, I don't need to list every single bad thing, but the most prevalent, all right, is probably going to be the economy from, you know, our generation not being able to buy houses and the uh, wealth divide and really just how people are, you know, not necessarily able to get out of the places that they are and how certain people believe that should be done and how, you know, limiting that should be. You can get into deep, fucking rooted conversations about everything that's going on over in Palestine, you know, and if you have people that just listen to Fox News, they're going to talk about how great Israel is and how terrible Palestine is, when really the opposite is so much more true, and, you know, I can easily say that because, guess what, you know, I actually look and listen to the people that are fighting the good fight and not just what the state or anything else will feed you. Sorry, not sorry. But that's not the only thing that's, you know, you're going to run into. Unfortunately, you know, there's some things that carry on across years. Talking about new relationships in the family. You know, maybe you aren't necessarily the way that you were the last time somebody saw you. Perhaps you discovered that you're trans and you started uh, transitioning. You know, maybe you go by a different name, maybe you go by a different set of pronouns, and depending on which part of the world you're in, that could either go very favorably or very horribly. You know, maybe you renounced your religion and you decide to start practicing something else, you know, or more importantly, hey, 
maybe someone else in the family is no longer around. Or you've done something to quote-unquote upset another family member. Now the family member is causing drama at the Thanksgiving banquet. And now you don't know what to do. There are any right or any real level of bullshit reasons that drama and everything else can happen over at the Thanksgiving table. And bro, I don't want you to let that delicious turkey or ham or, you know, whatever you decide to eat. Also, I'm kind of curious what you guys decide to eat because, um, side tangent, uh, I've always been a turkey family. I actually used to do ham for like ham and turkey. And then when my dad was still alive, we did turkey and lasagna of all things, because my dad fucking loves lasagna, so, you know, used to have two major things, nowadays, <laughs> even when I'm uh, cooking for friends, or I'm going over to places, it's usually turkey, you know, I'm, o- but I'm always curious to hear what everybody else makes, you know, I have now gotten myself into the tradition of making mac and cheese from scratch, for my workplace every year, because I did it once, they fell in love with it, I did it again, they loved it even more, and now it's kind of expected of me on the third year. (laughs) But, all that to say, there are a whole myriad of reasons why bullshit can happen, and hell, it doesn't even have to be at the family junction. You know, I know a couple of co-workers that get very strangely political while (laughs) we're all sitting in the training room you know, having a wonderful Thanksgiving together, somebody will just drop something out of pocket and it just goes from there. And it's just like, oh, oh no. So, you know, really what I'm going to try and impart you with today, okay, is kind of an understanding when these awkward conversations are starting. You know, what are some of the common topics that can lead to those awkward... I can think I've kind of already identified that. But kind of when you see those people and you see them beginning to initiate something, what you can do to kind of deflect the awkward conversation and setting boundaries and most importantly of all, how to handle those difficult people, you know, and coping with the stress of having to deal with those difficult people and realizing that you might have to act as the adult in these situations and, you know, let somebody act as a child, even though they're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years on you. Hopefully not 90. That, that's, that's really old. <laughs> but all in all, before I get started into all of this, I do just want to, you know, put this out there and, you know, really follow through with this, too, if you need it. But if you have a family member that you know gives you a hard time and you want a more specific, like, Seth, I don't know what to do with this person. I've always had confrontations with this person. You know, it's always this, that, and the other. Feel free to email me at plumescast at gmail.com. That email again, plumescast at gmail.com. Dude, genuinely speaking, this next couple of months is going to all be about family, friends, and that, you know, doesn't necessarily mean your biological family. It could be your found family. And unfortunately, in dealing with all these group situations and dealing with, you know, all these people around you, there are going to be difficult people, you know. Hopefully that's not the case in your found family, but, you know, you might have that best friend that has an asshole of a boyfriend. Hopefully I am not that boy or that fiancé now. For <laughs> any of the sweet fox wife's friends. But if I was, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to know. Please tell me. But anyway, and I'm just casually looking behind me to see whether or not that is true. Okay, she's shaking her head. I'm good. <laughs> but all that to say, there's going to be a lot of people that you're going to run into, especially with the holidays coming up. And I just want to brace you. You know, any way I can. And if that means you reach out and you say, hey, I need a little bit of extra advice. Like, I need some specialized advice. Tell me what you're going through. You know, again, I am just a guy at the end of the day who's gone through a lot of bullshit, who's seen a lot of things. You know, I am not a licensed therapist by any means. But every time I do podcasts, I genuinely consider possibly going out and getting my psychiatrist doctorate. 
who knows? <laughs> that'd be that'd be one hell of a story. Be like, yeah, no, I started a uh, podcast about being a Twitch streamer, and then it became a self help podcast and a wellness podcast and dealing with everybody else's bullshit podcast. And then I decided, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go all the way <laughs> and become officially accredited. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, what's your life story? (laughs) But, anyway. I do... Like, all jokes aside, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I genuinely love doing this to help people out, and I want to help you, too. Now, that said, let's talk about, you know, how to really deflect some of these awkward conversations, because we've already kind of identified what some of the big ones are. You know, just to quickly touch back on it, it's talking about politics, it's talking about money, it's talking about sexuality, it's talking about current events in general, you know, and it's talking about people that may not be around anymore, okay? If I were to write all five of those down, and really I should have before I started streaming, or recording, excuse me, I would probably have gone through and said, okay, if you're dealing with somebody who's talking politics, and that's kind of what I'm going to try to do as a reminder. I don't script any of this at all. It sometimes goes great, it sometimes goes terribly. But let's just, you know, try and go through and talk about some of these major events. Alright, and let's talk, first and foremost, what most of you will probably end up going into, and talk politics, okay? Now, traditionally on the show, I try and keep myself as median as possible, just because I know there are people on both spectrums that like to listen to me, and I don't want to offend anybody, but at the same time, there are certain things that absolutely set me ablaze. One of those things is, you know, the current events in Palestine and Just really how terribly the U.S. has been dealing with it. You know, unfortunately, and somewhat fortunately, I will not be going to, you know, my big family uh, Thanksgiving because it's being hosted somewhere else. So I'm going with the Fox wife with her family and we're going to have, you know, a wonderful time together. And thankfully, they do not talk politics over there. (laughs) They occasionally do when the drinks go through, but nothing that serious. Nothing compared to what goes on on my sister's side of things. But, unfortunately, you know, you're going to have people that come up and ask, well, what are your opinions of what's going on? And is, Biden, is Biden doing a terrible job? Is uh, Biden doing a great job? <laughs> you know, I don't know why your, you know, dad, uncle, brother, whatever the fuck that was, sounds like Billy Bob Thornton, but, you know... <laughs> Not trying to imitate anyone on my side of things, but the thing is, is if somebody comes up and starts talking to you about something that you yourself know that it possibly will escalate into something because they very strongly disagree with you, then you can just straight up and say, hey, I don't want to talk about that right now. You as an adult have the ability to just be like, oh, you know, I don't really want to talk about it. Or feign ignorance and say, uh, I haven't really given it much thought. Or, oh, I don't really know enough about that topic to really comment on it. Sometimes playing stupid when you are a genius is the smartest thing to do. You know, pay attention, don't draw attention kind of thing. You know, listen to the conversations that are being held across the room. And try and place yourself in those conversations that you want to have. If you know somebody is going off and off about, you know, how nobody has any money no more. And, you know, taxes are so crazy and everything else. Then maybe, you know, don't talk to that person more than you have to. Go up to them. Be cordial. Be like, hey, it's good to see you, uncle. You know, uh, how's the wife and kids? Cool. How's the dog? Great. Love the dog more than you. (laughs) You know, go about your day. Especially if it's your family hosting it, or your friends, or, you know, your, like, the people hosting it are immediate to you. You can just straight up say to somebody, hey, um, listen, I'd love to continue this conversation, but I'm going to go check with friend to make sure they're okay, or make sure they don't need anything, or make sure, you know, they're 
everything's taken care of before dinner. Making excuses on the spot is not an easy skill, you know, because to some people that's just, you know, straight up lying to somebody's face. And to some degree it is, but having a little repertoire of made up things to get you out of situations isn't necessarily a bad tool to have either, you know, or hey, if you are having a bad time at your engagement, maybe before you go over there. Okay, or you know you're going to have a rough time. Maybe before you go over there, talk with a friend or talk with somebody that's going to be there and set up a signal of sorts, a flare, if you will, where, hey, maybe if you send them a specific emoji while you're talking to somebody, they'll call you just to be like, oh, my phone's ringing. Uh, I got to go take this. Sorry to get you out of that situation. You know, figure out ways to deescalate everything you can before you get there, you know, and have backups to those plans. You know, maybe you say, all right, if I text you a dumpster fire emoji and, you know, it doesn't get to you or you can't respond because you're talking to somebody, then maybe I will, you know, have a plan B and text somebody else or act. Here's another one. Act like your phone's going off, you know, or set your phone to silent and any notification you get, make your phone buzz and be like, oh, sorry about that. It's a work email or it's a work text. You don't have to show anybody your phone and be like, oh, yeah, no, sorry. I got this that I had to go deal with. Like genuinely, if you were carrying your phone around with you or you have a smartwatch, just be like, oh, shit, sorry. I got to go take this real quick or a deli- like come up with excuses before you get there. My delivery got fucked up. Somebody's at my door. You know, oh, a friend of mine just texted me. Hang on, I gotta get back to him. You know, just anything and everything. Consider your situation, figure out what works, and go from there. Okay? Now, here's the thing, too. Is when you are in those situations, let's, let's go back and talk about money, for example. Okay, money is one of those really critical things that you don't really talk about with people, especially if you're, you know, across different income brackets in your family, you know, because you will have that one family member that isn't doing well, that is basically trying to schmooze everybody. Now, I'm not saying this is for every family, but you may have this person that tries to finesse as much money from you as possible, or they might try and talk you into a MLM. And be like, oh yeah, no, I'm selling true good knives now. And if you sign up underneath me, uh, you know, you get to sell true good knives too. You get to sell the true great knives. <laughs> and, you know, you become a, a sharp member. And when you're a sharp member, you can get people underneath you. And it's just like, look, I have had family members that have tried to put me into those pyramid schemes. And unfortunately, I had to give them the most real a- example of... Bro, I'm broke. I'm a college student. You know, I can't do that right now. Best of luck to you. Unfortunately, you know, and then you're going to run into people that are much more well off and be like, I don't understand why everyone's complaining about the price of eggs. My gold is, or my golden goose is laying eggs and it's delicious. Mm, Three carat goodness every morning. Yes. And you know, there are people that are just so desensitized to the value of money that it will infuriate you to some degree. Look, don't be the person that instigates shit. Like I said, pay attention, don't draw attention. Don't, you know, go into things expecting a fight, okay? If you find that you yourself are the one that's getting ready to start something, bro, Come up with any reason to get out of there, okay? And just walk away and breathe. Relax. You're there to have a good time. You're not there to start conflict. And, you know, realize that not everything has to do with money or anything else. You know, unfortunately, you're going to run into... And this is the same with life. Unfortunately, you're going to run into people who are so hard set in their ways that you will not be able to convince them of anything different. 
you can talk to them until you're red in the face, about to pass out. And they'll be like, eh, fuck you. Eh, fuck them. And it sucks. Because, you know, that person might be a part of your family, might be a close part of your family. And you want to, you know, at least educate them and tell them, hey, what you're thinking and what you're saying is wrong. But you can't go about it like that either. You know, you have to be able to approach things softly. People get defensive if you tell them that you're wrong. You know, people get offense or get defensive if you tell them that they're stupid. You know, if there's one thing that I've learned across my years of, you know, being an employee and going to family affairs and all that is you genuinely cannot go up to somebody and tell them, no, dumbass, that's not how this works. You don't under because that's the thing is especially when you deal with people who only get their news, for example, from one source or they only listen to one thing or they only look at one viewpoint, you know, they might just spew some bullshit that, you know, for a fact isn't true. And you want to go up and be like, um, actually, dude, don't, don't, um, actually anybody don't raise your theoretical game of glasses at them. You know, just be like, Hey, you know, I understand that you think this way, but have you considered this? Or, hey, you know, I hear what you're saying, but did you know this? You, when you approach people with the, or depending on how you approach people, you can completely change the entirety of the conversation. You know, there's a great saying that it isn't, in what words are said, it's how they are said that defines a conversation. You know, let's take a simpler term, all right? Let's say the sentence is, I listen to Plumescast daily, and I love it. You can say it in a friendly tone, I listen to Plumescast daily, and I love it. Or you can scream it. I'm not going to scream it because I think my partner is fast asleep behind me, but, oh no, I hear her shifting around. She's good, but (laughs) I'm still not going to scream it, (laughs) but you know, it changes based on how you present it, you know, because if you scream it, oh wait, now you're being defensive. Why are you being so defensive about why you listen to Bloom's cast? I mean, defend your boy, (laughs) respect your boy, (laughs) but no, please don't scream your, please I don't want to get an email that says, I screamed that I love Plumescast to my family, and now they are bringing me to an insane asylum because they don't know what Plumescast is. Bro, I don't have the money to bail you out, but tell you what, I'll come visit you. (laughs) You know, but seriously, based on how you approach conversations and the way they start, can you completely change how they go? Be mindful of that. Even if somebody is doing something that pisses you off, look, you know, in if you do not want to have that argument, if you don't want to have that fight, you don't have to, you know, maybe what, and like another thing too, is maybe at the end of the day, maybe at the end of the event, you approach them on the side and be like, hey, listen, I know we were having a conversation about this. But it really offended me when you said this. Like, you don't have to call anyone out on their bullshit right in front of you. Or right in front of everybody in the whole group. Because then they'll get defensive and get aggressive and that shit don't fly. You know, granted, if somebody is completely disrespecting you, oh, yo, pop the fuck off. Absolutely pop the fuck off. But do it in a tasteful way. You know what I mean? It's better, though. If somebody says something that, you know, offends you, if somebody, and you know, again, this doesn't have to be at the end of the event. It can be like, hey, you know, I need to talk to you real quick and just pull them aside, bring them into a side room and be like, listen, just real quick, what you said didn't fly. You know, I really didn't appreciate that or that really offended me or hey, that, and if you notice somebody else talking down to somebody else, be the hero. Step up and be like, hey, man, you know, can I talk to you real quick? Bring them to the side and be like, 
hey, what you said to so-and-so wasn't cool. And they might be like, oh, they know I was joking around. And just like, dude, it doesn't matter. Jokes can hurt people. Or, if you don't feel like being that confrontational, go to the person that was hurt. And pull them aside and be like, hey, I saw that so-and-so was talking badly to you. Are you okay? And give them the opportunity to talk about how they feel. And whether or not they hurt. And sometimes, you being the supportive one opens them up much more than them being shut down by somebody else. You know, I can't speak for everybody. I really can't. Because, unfortunately... You know these people better than I do. You know, I can tell you from personal experience that there are times where I felt like, you know, one of my family members when we had, you know, a full family get together was disrespected by another family member. And I remember vividly pulling them aside and be like, hey, are you okay? Like, that wasn't cool. And I felt like that was the much safer solution than, you know, calling somebody else out and being like, why the fuck did you do that? You know, you don't have to be the hero to everybody. You can just be the hero to one. And, you know, then you realize, like, for example, back to my situation, and I'm kind of leaving it ambiguous because I don't really want to say names, but come next year, when I saw that person again, They were much more, you know, energetic to see me and come talk to me and come, you know, and they seemed happier at the overall engagement because guess what? They knew that they had a friend there, you know, and that's especially true for when you have friends for these, for the holidays, you know, because unfortunately not everybody's going to click together. You know, you can try and keep your friend groups all the same and talk to everybody as, you know, the same. But not everybody's going to vibe and not everybody's going to click. So being able to be like, hey, you know, let's talk about that. Like what happened? Especially if you can do it at the event or shortly thereafter, you know, because again, maybe they'll be like, oh, I don't really want to talk about it right now. And then you hit them up, you know, the next day and be like, hey, I just wanted to check in on you. Like, seriously, That goes a long way with a lot of people, you know, and that really could make somebody's whole holiday different. Instead of dreading about it, they got a friend there. Be the friend. Now, listen, we've kind of gone through and talked about, you know, a lot of different things that you can run into and maybe you can't. Get away from those situations. Maybe you are forced into a conversation with somebody you don't want to have. Let me tell you what you can do. Okay. First and foremost is if somebody is just completely talking against you, against what you believe and everything else, or what you believe, not belief, but if somebody's just going on and on and on and on, listen. I know that's hard, especially when somebody is saying something that's completely wrong, but listen to them and listen respectfully. You know, don't, I know it's easy to block somebody out when you hear something you completely disagree with, but maybe, you know, you can go through and figure out why they believe the way they do and educate them better than just being like, no, you're fucking wrong. And here's why. You know, and during this listening, and as part of this listening, ask questions. Ask, you know, the questions that kind of deepen the conversation to learn more about the other person's point of view. Because most importantly than anything, it can diffuse tension and show somebody that you're actually genuinely giving them the time of day to actually speak their mind. You know, because... Again, somebody might come into the conversation and be like, I have a controversial, you know, opinion about this, and then drop a bunch of bullshit expecting a fight or expecting people to be pissed off about it. And some people come into the conversation pissed as hell anyway 
because they hear something else that you're talking about. And when you ask the genuine questions of, well, can you tell me more about that? Or why do you think that way? Or, you know, what got you, like, what would you do in this situation? You know, and ask the deepening or ask the deep questions. Well, all of a sudden, you know, that person isn't as angry anymore. It might piss some people off and they might, you know, continue to, you know, avalanche with it as it were. But you have to be able to let them talk it or talk it out. And then once you've had a chance to listen to them and understand the other person's perspective, well, then you have the opportunity to come in and say, okay. Well, I hear what you're saying about all this, but what about this, you know, or have you considered that and just be honest with them, but also understand that they might fully come out and say, "Eh, I don't fucking care or I don't want to listen. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to agree to disagree and leave it at that, you know, or, you know, if the conversation gets too heated and it's not like nobody's going to agree on anything, it's okay to just, you know, agree to disagree. There's no need to force someone to change their mind, even if they're fucking wrong. Because, and I know that's hard, but sometimes you can't convince someone differently, and that's no fault of you, and that's no fault of them. Unfortunately, through the way that they live their lives, that's the way they're going to believe. And you know what? You know, maybe in a couple of months, if you guys get together for Christmas, you have another conversation about it. And say, hey, back during Thanksgiving, you were saying A, B, and C. Do you still feel that way? And maybe then you can come in and be like, okay, well, I just want to let you know, B and C, what you said, was very ignorant. And I understand where you were coming from, but you need to understand D, E, and F. Sometimes, you know, and again, people might just come up to you and be like, you know what? No, fuck you. You can't hold that to your own heart. You can't change the world, unfortunately. If we could, I would hope that we would live in a much better place. But that isn't always the case. Even still, I don't want you to hold that against your own chest and... You know, freak out about the fact that you couldn't possibly protect somebody from their own negativity. It's not your fault. And it's never going to be your fault. And you can't control the way somebody else thinks. They have to learn their own way. And all you can do at the end of the day is hope, you know, they figure out the right from the wrong. And when they do figure it out... Don't go up to them and be like, well, I fucking told you so. You know, especially especially if people come to you for advice during the holidays. Because again, you know, when people get a couple of drinks in them, they might spill a little more than they care to admit. You know, alongside the throw up, <laughs> you know. And some people might say, listen, you know, for example... This happened to me a couple of months, or not a couple of months back, but a couple of holidays back. Somebody came up to me and said, yeah, no, I'm not ready to have a kid. You know, I'm not ready to, you know, go through and have a kid yet. Now, mind you, this was one of my coworkers at the and You know, he's like, but my wife is uh, really excited to have it and I don't know what to do. And, you know, we sat there and we just talked and we had a whole conversation about, you know, like, have you talked to your wife about this? Like, have you expressed these things with her? You know, is it too late to consider alternatives? And, you know, unfortunately, it was a gloomy conversation. But it was one that I was still glad to have because... At the end of it, you know, I feel like he was a little more lighter about the whole thing, you know, and he felt a little bit better about maybe being a dad, you know, I I can't say for certain. Unfortunately, I ended up leaving the company (laughs) the year after we had that conversation. So, you know, we never got another deep conversation like that again, but 
all that to say, it's one of those things where you have to be respectful of whatever you hear, you know? And again, somebody might come up to you and say something so off the wall that you don't know how to react. And you know what? That's completely okay to say that to somebody. Be like, listen, I'll hear you out, but I can't give you advice if that's what you're looking for. You know, sometimes people just need to get it off their chest. Being there to listen to somebody is just as important as being able to talk with somebody too. But all that to say, it is starting to get kind of late on my end of things. So I'm probably going to end things off a little bit sooner here than I usually do. But I do want to do just one quick recap and say, listen, you know, Some of you might come to love the holidays because you get to see family and friends. And some of you might dread it because you run into these people that give you the hardest time based on your thoughts, your beliefs, your decisions. And you know, sometimes it's daunting to even think about going to the family junctions because of something you did. But I want you to realize something. I want you to know that you yourself have all the power in any and every of these conversations to put your foot down and say, hey, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And if people keep egging you on, dude, then fucking leave. You know, it is crazy to consider that we live in a world where we could call an Uber, we can call Lyft and get out of a situation. You know, unfortunately, not everybody has that ability to, and I understand that. But you still have the ability to walk outside, you know, to make an excuse to get out of that situation. Be like, oh, I got to take a phone call, or I got to go make a text message, or sorry, my work emailed me to get out of a situation. That doesn't make you any less of a person if you go to one of these engagements and you don't feel respected if you don't feel heard if you don't feel loved you don't have to stay there you have the power to get out of there you know it may not be in the way that you want to it may not be calling the lift and getting out of there but being able to walk away from a conversation that you know you don't want to be a part of or If somebody's spewing a bunch of hateful bullshit that you know for a fact you're not going to be able to convince otherwise, and you just kind of have to listen and endure it, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to go through that. But remember, you can always walk outside and get away from that. Give yourself the breaks that you need when they happen. Or go to the bathroom, you know? If you're hearing that kind of shit and it makes you upset and you can't get out of there, bring your headphones, go into the bathroom, listen to some, listen to something that makes you truly happy or engage with the people around you that you want to be with and try and make the best of the situation that you can. You know, do not let somebody else's negativity ruin your holidays. It's hard, it's scary, and most of all, it's exhausting when you have to put up with that kind of bullshit. But at the end of the day, I know you will make the right decisions and do the right things to keep yourself happy. Because at the end of the day, that's much more important than showing up to a family junction is your own mental wellness and your own well-being. And hell... If you end up staying at home for Thanksgiving, dude, fuck it. Get yourself something nice on Black Friday, you know, or get yourself a nice meal. Cook for yourself. Do something different. Like if you are making the decision right now to say, you know what, I'm not going because every time I go, they rag on me because, you know, I don't play for the same team they don't. Well, then fuck it. Get a couple of your buddies together. Do something different. Start a new tradition. You know, I will say this, and then I will let you go. I used to hate my favorite time of the year. I know, contradicting, isn't it? When my dad died, when my brother died, I 
dreaded the holidays. Because, you know, I saw all these happy families walking around. Because I was working retail back then. You know, and I remember seeing all these happy families walking around and talking about, you know, all the family members are going to have show up and be a part of the holidays and it's a great time and yada, yada, yada. And I used to dread it. You know why? Because for Thanksgiving, you know, we, it was awkward. It was just very quiet. You know, did we have people over? Yes. Did we go out to other people? people's places yes you know was it a time sure but people kept like forcing themselves onto me both in the physical and mental sense talking about you know oh what's going on like i'm so sorry about your dad blah 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 blah. i'm so sorry about your brother blah 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 blah. and you know you had to keep faces because you know you're part of a you know neighborhood clique as it were and it fucking sucked it absolutely sucked But you know what the best part of those holidays were? Is when I became an adult. And I was out on my own. And I didn't have to show up to those. You know, I had every right to say, sorry, you know, I can't be there. Or I can't stick around for long. I have my own family, or I have my own friends that I'm going to go hang out with. And I did a Friendsgiving. That genuinely was... The best time I've ever had at the holidays ever since, you know, my dad and my brother passed. You know, being a... And then a step further, okay? A step further, there was a Thanksgiving. It was probably back in 21, you know, a couple of years ago. When I was supposed to go over to my sister's place because after, you know, my mom moved down to Florida, uh, you know, she never came. That was the thing. My mom never came around for Thanksgiving after she moved. She, you know, which made things even harder during the holidays. But there was one year that my sister was doing her Thanksgiving at her father-in-law's place. And I didn't really want to go to that. And I remember, you know, being on Twitch and streaming for everybody back in my early years of streaming. And I said, hey, you know, I'm going to do a charity event. If we get this amount of money, I will cook Thanksgiving live on stream. And that was the very first time I did a cooking stream. Was a Thanksgiving dinner. I had no clue how to do a cooking stream. I had... You know, zero input from anybody else on how to do it. Was it great? Eh, who knows? You know, for me, it was one of the best times ever. Because people who didn't have a Thanksgiving, people that, you know, were home alone, were able to just tune in and hang out with me. Friends that I've made across my streaming career could come and hang out and talk with me and be like, Yeah, no, I'm getting ready for my Thanksgiving. You know, I hope you're having fun and, like, talk with everybody else. Genuinely, it was a fan-fucking-tastic time. And it was the start of me doing cooking streams. Now, granted, do I do them much anymore? No, not so much. You know, unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, technology is just, in that whole side of things, is kind of a whole pain in the ass. Do I hope to bring those back one day? Of course. I really do. And I think in the coming weeks and months... I think that's a possibility I could easily bring back. But we we will definitely see how that all plays out. But you know, that's the important part about the holidays. Is when you get to a certain age, when you get to adulthood, and you can make those decisions to say, hey, I'm not going to be a part of those. You know, and you do your own thing. Sometimes you have the best times ever. Because you get to hang out with the people you actually want to hang out with. And you get to celebrate with everybody that you care about. And maybe you start a new tradition. You know, I remember the last year of living with my roommate. We had we had a tradition, somewhat, that was we had a theme. We came up with a theme and we had to get each other a gift around that theme. You know, 
It was stupid. It was fun. It was basically an alteration of a white elephant gift. And, like, we got every year we have more people join in on it. It was a blast. And we did that right after Thanksgiving. You know, we picked names from, you know, a bowl. And we said, okay, time to time to go pick somebody out or time to pick a gift for them and go have a good time. It's a lot of fun. Maybe you end up finding your own thing that you end up doing, too. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and let you go now because the sweet fox wife is snoozing behind me. And, dude, there's nothing more in this world that I want to do than go lay up next to her and cuddle. Because <laughs> just real quick, we are watching over uh, her sister's dog. And to make sure that she's okay, we moved the bed into the observatorium. And it's just like, all right. We're going to hang out here. So I'm going to leave you with everything else that we've said tonight. And again, seriously, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, things you really want to talk about on private or in private, rather, again, feel free to email me. That's what it's there for, you know, or hey, share the podcast around with somebody that you think might need it. You know, remember these next couple of weeks are going to be rough for people that don't have you know massive family and haven't given themselves the opportunity to find their own family around that so remember to be kind too because you don't necessarily know what other people are going through and I can say this is finding the fox wife finding Juju and being welcomed into our family as much as I have been dude it revitalized my love for the holidays And it makes me so happy and so proud. And it makes me work a little bit harder just because, you know what? When it comes time to see him again, I want to be like, yeah, I did all this. And I'm keeping, you know, Juju safe. I'm keeping her happy. And that's what really matters. But anyway, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasmal Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, and Tumblr. You can listen to Bloomscast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube in the form of pods. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Or if the podcast is enough blooms for you, find more topics such as technology and book reviews over at Phantasmagoria of plumes.blogspot.com that URL one more time phantasmagoria of plumes.blogspot.com guys thank you all so much for listening in and as always I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon until next time everyone tell me what you're proud of and tell me what you're thankful for because that's probably the topic for next week bye bye